Legal Monday on the Viewpoint with Songezoma Bekle. We on SFM Viewpoint. Good evening again. Finally, the time is 21:39. Apparently, backed by popular demand, Ndutuko Mgiba, director and founder of Mgiba Law Incorporate, deceased estates. You have property. You are dead. It's not your property. It's the property of those persons who are left behind. If you want to see people's true colors and family go to war about something before that was not even an issue, let's talk about estates. And to do a good evening. Thank you so much for joining us and welcome back. Thank you for having me here again. Recap the yes, importance of declaring your wishes down in writing one in a repository that is immediately accessible or so mm. soon thereafter mm. upon one's death. The value and sanctity of that cannot be understated. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, that uh, is uh, one of the things that I preach the most, especially amongst my coll- um, colleagues and friends. Um, once you start earning that income, um, whether or not you've got children of, or a wife or anything like that, is to, to, to write it down, put everything you write, um, that you earn, all your income, your, your salaries, your shares, your properties, you put it down on a piece of paper, uh, consult a lawyer or your bank, and you know just make sure that your, your, your assets can be distributed the way you want it to be. One of the many blind spots that many people unfortunately do not know and is discovered by those who are otherwise intended beneficiaries but altogether are circumvented is how a policy does not form part of a will unless that will makes specific reference to the the policy policy. and the policy and the will are aligned. In other words, I cannot say in my will everything in my name should go to my wife, whereas the policy itself states that one of the beneficiaries is my wife together with AB, whoever AB are. If that will says all of that, it doesn't mean what the policy says is therefore negated by the will, despite the fact that the will would have been drafted after that policy. In other words, that inherent blind spot for many. Just talk to us about how it operates and how perhaps one should ensure they always contemplate in the will things that otherwise might not be part of the will, like a policy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a, an interesting question. Policies, um, insurance policy, um, life policies, insurance policies, they have a nominated beneficiary. Mm-hmm. They have a nominated beneficiary. You specifically state who you want to inherit this, this asset. If there's no beneficiary mentioned, um, that money goes into the estate of the deceased. It forms part of the estate. It's an asset. So if my wife, or if I have, I don't have a wife, but yeah, if uh, my wife is on Touch my wood. will, <laughs> um, is uh, uh, on the on the will, um, and is not mentioned on the in the, uh, it's, it's and, it's, and she's not mentioned on the 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 policy, then it's, it's not much of a an issue because that is it's handled separately to the will and separately to the estate. Upon death, and I'm yeah. just going to ask random questions as they come through Please because do. I think this is the essence of just making sure I cover as much ground as possible. And to the extent that there are specific questions from homes mm. or wherever you might be dialing and tuning in from, Please participate, 0614-104-107. That's the voice note facility. 
If you are inclined to call, please do that too. We'd appreciate it. 86 The question is, upon death, I understand that as soon as a death certificate is issued by Home Affairs, mm. because Home Affairs is linked to financial institutions, mm. all activities with one's financial life is frozen. In other words, the bank card wouldn't be able to draw money as soon as that death certificate is issued. There wouldn't be transactions, in essence, on the deceased's affairs. How true is that? And perhaps recommend a way to get around what would obviously be a challenge. Mm. If I am the sole breadwinner at home, mm. I die, my card is there, death on its own invites incurred expenses. Mm. And Definitely. incurred expenses are immediate. Sometimes policies pay out after 48 hours after providing A, B, C, and D. Sometimes to be able to provide those documents and whatever material may be required requires me to move from point A to point B and, in effect, have access to cash. Now, the assets are frozen. Talk to us about upon death and perhaps ways in which to make practically life a lot simpler. Yeah, it's um, in essence, is supposed to be frozen. A lot of the time, it's the banks don't... Um, they're not aware that the person has passed on. So um, so if I pass on now, my account will still be active until someone from my family or you know whoever goes to the bank and notifies the bank that this person has passed on. So my question is, yeah. is it then not, in other words, it's not true to say that by virtue of a death certificate being issued by Home Affairs, mm. there isn't an automatic system that is linked to the financial institutions that freezes their accounts. Look, That's I would, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that there is a system. I have never, I've never come across in practice. I've never come across an instance where a person has been issued a, a, uh, death, certificate. a death certificate and simultaneously his account is, is frozen. Okay. And what happens in practice is that once. Um, you report the estate, you get a letter of executorship, which allows you then to go to the bank and, you know, tell the bank that this person has passed on and here's the letter of executorship. So they need to freeze the account at that point and then transfer that money into the estate late account, which is formed by the, by the executor. Okay, very well. Let's move yeah. on the conversation as we engage. Who typically should be the executor? What is the advisable route from where you sit as to who should be the executor of one's estate? Um, a knowledgeable person in the in the family, um, or uh, or someone like me, just uh, took you long enough. Just uh, <laughs> yeah, no, just ha um, put someone. Um, usually, um, people do it with the banks, so they nominate the bank to be the executor, which is perfect, uh, perfectly fine. There are other companies that um, deal with estate administration. But um, if you have a lawyer in the family, if you have um, someone of legal mind that you know and you have a good relationship with that person, then most likely you have that person as an executor. But nonetheless, even if you do get an executor who's not knowledgeable on these things, they will have to eventually uh, get the assistance from, of an attorney to help with the administration. Would it always be an attorney? What about the master of the high court? Because, I mean, if somebody dies interstate, mm. that means inherently they do not have a will, and the master of the high court automatically takes care of that estate. So why does the person have to go through an attorney or go to an attorney, whereas they could go to the state-sponsored 
um, administrator of estates, that being the master of the high court. Yeah, the, the master of the high court is the guardian of the person's uh, of a deceased estate, but they don't help with the administration per se. They just help make sure that that re- all the requirements uh, pertaining to the administration of an estate have been followed. So, for instance, um, have you reported the estate? They make sure the documentation is correct. Um, have you sent out the notices uh, to the creditors? Have you done the liquidation and distribution account? The master's office will not help you with all that. You need the assistance of an attorney. Let's continue the conversation. There are two voice notes in this matter of administra- administration of estates. Yes. My guest this evening is Mr. Ntutu Gomgiba, who was here last week and is here today. Two voice notes, please. Good evening, guys. Thank you so much for the good show on SAFM. Uh, my name is Lebu Koza. I'm calling from Tabanchu in the Free State. Formerly, it was Buputachwana. Yeah, let me make this short as possible. <laughs> yeah, my grandmother left a house for me when she passed away two years back. So what happened is now the house is now registered in my name when I go to the tribal authorities because we still have the tribal authorities here. But when I go to the municipality to get the title deed registered in my name, I can't get it because I need to get a letter of authority. Now, when I get a letter of authority at the court, they say I must go to the municipality to ask uh, for a valuation certificate. Now, I can't get the valuation certificate because the house it doesn't have a title deed. My granny was registered as a tenant. So I can't get a letter of authority to start all the process. How do I get that letter of authority so that I can finish the estate? Thank you so much, guys. Thanks. Uh, hello. Speaking uh, to Unati. And King okay, look, I'd like to ask your guest uh, on this issue of uh, of uh, will. Uh, since now we're in the era of this in 14th revolution, and uh, people of uh, a lot of people are using technology and a lot of things. I'd like to find out from your guest uh, is a will that maybe it's it's recorded, it's not written. Maybe a person just record a will or what is uh, want to uh, to happen is that will accepted in the court or the will is it should be written or always and signed is the will that recorded accepted on the court that's an interesting question i certainly do appreciate that i certainly wouldn't want to venture an answer speculatively even on that let's take a caller as well because untutugo emadade in newcastle Okay, we're going to take Ndutugo's call after the break. I beg your pardon, then Ndutugo. Now, there's Ndutugo on the line, and there's Ndutugo in studio, in case you guys think I've got my tongue twisted. After the break, we go to the line. Monday on The Viewpoint with Songhez Omabete. We continue with Legal Monday here on SAFM, The Viewpoint. We have just shy of eight minutes left on the program, so please, if you are inclined to ask a question, never, ever, there's a stupid question on the program, please indeed do ask it. Let's go to a Madade in Newcastle. Ndutugo, good evening. Your question, please. How's it, guys? How's it? How's it? Eta. Yes, hi. Good, good. Uh, well, I've got a question for your guest. Uh, we reported uh, my father's estate. Everything was done. Now, the challenge that we're having is we need to change the title deed. 
from my father's name to my sister and myself. Now the thing is we cannot find a copy. Now the lawyers, they are charging us about 5,000 just to get a certified copy from the masters. Now I want to ask your guest this, is it possible if I personally can go to the masters and get that certified copy without paying that 5,000 and how much will it cost me and what documents do I need to get that copy of the certified title deed? Thank you very much, Ndutuko. But I mean, thank you. Okay, Ndutuko here in studio. Would it not be with the deeds office? I mean, that's where deeds are housed. It's not the master who's going to offer yeah. that. Sure as hell, the master's not going to go there on your behalf. Mm. So, okay, we'll start with that question. Yes, um, with regards to the title deed, you will have to go to the deeds office. The deeds office is um, the organization, the body that. Uh, deals with all transferring of properties. Any property transactions are registered at the deeds office. So he can personally go to the deeds office and request a copy. I'm not sure why the, the lawyers are charging him so much money for the title deed. Um, yeah, he needs to just consult a proper uh, conveyance on that aspect because uh, such can just be obtained from one of the programs. It won't, cho- it won't cost more than 5000 but, but the question is, if he should go, which I'm sure he'd be more than willing to go yeah. as opposed to paying 5000 rand. Definitely. what is it that he should present at the deeds office? Mm. Uh, because the request will always be, can I have the title deed for this property? And he gives the adequate description thereof. But what must he be able to satisfy upon presenting himself mm. at the deeds office? Because mm. I could, for instance, tomorrow go and ask for that same title deed, mm. assuming that I know the address of what Undutuko on the line mm. is requiring here. Mm. So, as he said, he, um, the estate had already been reported. So, I'm assuming most of the, um, there is a letter of authority been issued, a letter of executorship has been issued um, and all the processes have been followed. So, uh, yeah, the, he can just present those documents to the to the official that the deeds office. Ndutuko, I understand you're still on the line from Newcastle. Does that sufficiently address what you were really trying to probe? Or might there be more? Yes, it does. But now the question of the money, how much will it cost me? That I can't give you a fixed amount, but it's definitely not 5000 Thank you. Yeah, you see, yeah, I, I think there might be, a, I think, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I mean, just be prepared for there to be an administrative handling fee yeah. to, to be able to access that copy because they will be able, obviously, to say a copy has been issued yeah. for this title deed. Therefore, this is our copy. And for us to be able to make a copy for you, yeah. which will be a copy what, of the original. What I can do for my namesake, um, you can, if you can contact me, I'll be able to get the title deed for him. <laughs> be prepared to pay, but <laughs> <laughs> you don't talk to lawyers without being charged. That's the reality in Dutuga. But nonetheless, <laughs> we will connect the two of you offline for the purposes of ensuring that you can get assistance. But I think the yeah. reality is your better bet against this is to go to the deeds office itself, uplift that document, cause for it to mm-hmm. be copied, and perhaps be prepared to pay whatever administrative fee there is for the purpose thereof. But I can confirm that you will probably get a certified copy and not the original because the original Mm. is lost. Even though at the same time, I mean, this is just an arbitrary question to the guest here. Mm. If the deeds office is issuing that certificate, Mm. why should it be a copy? Why can it not be just another original? Uh, 
Sorry, just I'll say it again. Sorry. In other words, when yeah. Ndutuko goes to the deeds office, sure. when he gets that copy, mm-hmm. why should that copy not be the original? Or will it be the original? Because the issuing entity mm. is where he would be in any event. He would have satisfied whatever yeah. needs to be satisfied. So the, the original would have already been given out. So once you register a property, they give you the original title deed. Transfer and they takes keep, place in your name. You get the yeah. original, yes. You, they keep a, 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 a copy of it. Mm-hmm. So... Um, they wouldn't have the original anymore. So that's why it ends up being a certified copy. Very well. No, yeah. You answered my question. I appreciate mm. that. Dutuko, thank you very much on the line there. Now, the, the, the process of administration of estates is mm. nothing like what the law book or textbooks say. <laughs> they normally say six months, this thing should be done. Yeah. You are very lucky, mm. even on a very simple estate, to have things done within six months. I had my former headmaster, for instance, after two, three years, calling me saying, can I assist with interventions at the deeds office? I mean, at the master's, master's office, office, this yeah. is now a matter in the Eastern Cape. Mm. Two, three years after a deceased, yeah, for instance, a state needed to have been wound up. Realistically speaking, so that people do not have expectations mm. that are always never going to be met, what is a reasonable time to allow the process of the estate of a deceased mm to be administered and fully wound up? Yeah, definitely. I've never come across an estate that's wound up in six months. So I always tell clients that um, anywhere between a year and a year and six months. And this is an estate that has it, that looks like everything's in place. There's a will. Um, the beneficiaries are still alive. Um, there's no illegitimate children or, you know, wives uh, coming from the side or girlfriends who, you know, uh, of the deceased. Um, yeah, so if it's a, if it's a straightforward uh, estate, then, yeah, it shouldn't take more than a year and six months. Wow. And by implication, the minute there are children from outside yeah, this marriage or there is a divorcee somewhere along the way yeah, or complicated. somebody is not divorced but mm-hmm. is living with somebody else and they live as though they are married, it just changes the complexion it altogether. I'm going to play two voice notes very, very quickly. I know I'm going to go over time here, but I do have two voice notes.